Good morning. How are you guys doing? Welcome to another episode of Trail and Errors. Thanks for joining us. So today is, if I've calculated it correctly, day 81 on the PCT. 81, that's insane. We're getting close to 100, guys. Whew. That is including uh, road trip, though. So 71, technically, actually touching the PCT. Oh, man. What a beautiful spot to wake up to. So you've caught us waking up on top of that massive rock at the bottom, like towards the bottom of the horrible hill that we had to come down yesterday, the super steep one, and we're overlooking a lake, which we found out was called Lake Edison. Uh, this is the lake that people cross in order to get to a place called VVR, which is uh, a potential resupply spot. Um, and it's, I think it's just like a small town, uh, but we're not going for that. We're going for the town after that called Mammoth. Uh, the reason why we're doing that is because uh, VVR is apparently quite expensive. You have to pay for the ferry to get across, and it's just generally just a little bit out of the way. Um, whereas Mammoth is just a classic hitch into a town, uh, and it's meant to be quite a nice town. It's like a ski, snowboarding, resorty kind of town. So, you know, good food is like very tailored for people having just done exercise um, on the slopes so it should be really good um, that will be tomorrow we'll be entering Mammoth tomorrow so today our job is <coughs> to get over Silver Pass uh, and then down the other side and basically just like cut like cut into the miles so that tomorrow we have less of a day less of an excursion to get to Mammoth I believe because we're taking Mammoth Pass, I think it will be a few miles on the PCT, probably I'm going to estimate about 10 miles on the PCT, then plus three, three and a half miles off the PCT to get to a trailhead where we can hitch. So yeah, we want to like show on that as much as we can, but yesterday was a surprisingly big day. We went from wanting to go for like an 11 mile day to ending up doing just under 19 miles um, which we're both feeling like super proud about actually this morning we're really happy we kind of did that uh, but hopefully it doesn't make too much of an impact on our day today hopefully we can still put in some decent mileage today it is about probably about seven o'clock now or so i'm not too sure uh, the sun is just well the sun has been rising but it's just uh breaching the top of these juniper trees which have been sheltering us and it's getting nice and warm and toasty the sun and the wind together are also keeping away all the mosquitoes so i am thankful for that woke up this morning that's about six so six o'clock um and uh yeah i saw there were a load of mosquitoes outside a tent and i was just like hell no i don't want to deal with that not not now and then the sun rose and the wind picked up and they all just dispersed <laughs> one near to me um oh, so there's a few things i want to talk to you guys about today actually which i will probably do as we go along but uh i'll touch on a few things now probably um things i want to talk about are generally the kind of experience of the sierras so far because it has been it's just been such a radical and different section to everything else that we've done um thus far um, I want to talk to you guys about the fact that this is the last full day of a 10-day stretch, which has been our longest stretch without any form of civilization. We have done a two-week stretch with no zero, obviously right at the start of Southern California, 
but it's a completely different ball game because out here there's literally not a sign of humans besides other PCT hikers. Uh, whereas in the other one, you can go two weeks, no zero, because you've got tiny little places to pop into, to resupply, and you're continuously walking past um, towns and stuff like that. So, you know, you can you feel like you can keep on going. Whereas out here, 10 days of just pure wilderness. Um, I just want to talk to you guys about the emotions of that, the feelings, there's some unexpected thoughts that I've had. Um, and also, you know, just the general advantage, like positives and the negatives of it all. Uh, that I've just sort of gathered in my brain, been taking little notes. Um, what else was there to talk about? The other thing to talk about was, oh yeah, so because of that stretch, 10 day stretch or so, um, I think I've been really nailing in the kind of cravings that I'm getting at the moment, the things that I'm really starting to miss from home, um, which I always just think is quite an interesting one because everyone's different, everyone misses certain things. Um, this is going to be beyond people because obviously family and friends are like up there at the top of the list but just like weird items and home comforts that uh, I'm missing um, and that Molly's missing too um, and if anything else pops up into my brain as we're, as we're walking along we'll, uh, we'll talk about that So, while we're just filling up on water, let's tackle that point number one for the day. So the Sierra experience so far, how's it been for you? It's tough. It is tough. Tough work. Yeah, so I think I've said it so many times before, but the Sierras are like a completely different challenge to Southern California uh, and in so many different ways that I wasn't expecting. For example, before we came out here, like on the PCT at all, if you recall, I was like dreading the heat of the desert, the dryness of the desert and everything like that. Um, it, sometimes Southern California was pretty rough in terms of heat, you were sweating a lot, um, but I was then kind of expecting the Sierras to be almost the opposite, just always cold um, and kind of always wet, but actually if I'm honest, there's been days out here where it's just been either just as hot as Southern California or hotter. Definitely hotter. Yeah. Uh, it's the... And there's no shade as well because yeah. it's like snowfields. You get it reflected back at you so it's like extra sun. Yeah. And there's no shade at all. Yeah, for sure. So the Sierras are actually trumping the desert in terms of that anyway, in terms of heat, just radiation, the sun, all of that is just like tenfold out here so that's it's just it's not something I was expecting and it's something that actually it's taken me quite a while to get used to and I guess I am kind of used to it now but not to the point where I can just accept it it's still pretty goddamn intense and when you find yourself where we are now which is like next to a waterfall with uh, you know beautiful huge pine forest around us and birch trees and all sorts like that is a blessing so you can sit down you can stay cool 
but and then the mosquitoes. yeah and then the mosquitoes come on which is like a whole different ball game i'd say the sierras is a place where it never lets you rest yeah you're either going up a crazy steep hill trudging through snow going over a pass and descending down something pretty sketchy trying to cross rivers, trying to cross rivers evading mosquitoes burning up in the heat but then also freezing in the morning and overnight you know like it's crazy that said the sierras so far for me anyway have been just like like my ultimate hike so far my favorite place i've ever hiked it's been so incredibly beautiful the views yeah it makes you earn your views but when you get to the view it is so worth it it's such a nice reward the feasters the just sheer mountain views from the tops of the passes the expanses of snow the expanses of forest the waterfalls the rock formations uh, you just can't beat it really it's just been absolutely wonderful uh, and also the wildlife too it's like so much more diverse obviously seeing bigger things uh, lots of deer so far the bird life's been insane the species of trees i mean i wish i knew more about them they've been amazing but it's just been so much to keep your eyes busy which is just absolutely fantastic particularly when there's no snow it's just been glorious i this is probably really not accurate but i consider us entering mammoth as being like two-thirds done with the sierras yeah, I think so. is that about right yeah yeah, 900. Yeah. 300 miles per hour. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we're like, we're probably, oh no, I'd say at the, at this moment in time, we're probably over halfway through the Sierras. We've got like another third to go once we leave Mammoth, uh, which is because it has been so like physically and emotionally kind of draining and tiresome and challenging. Uh, I'm excited to get out of the Sierras, but at the same time, I'm sad because like I said, it's just been absolutely wonderful. What a place to walk, what a place to experience. And you can see why so many people are drawn to the Sierras and why they're so well known. And people in history have just like been fascinated by them. And we still got so much to see, you know, like Yosemite Park. I know we only passed through a little section, but that's going to be amazing. We've heard so, so many good things about Tar Lake Tahoe, yeah. which I know is kind of the end of the Sierras, but still I'm going to count it as part of it. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting through some more of these beautiful landscapes, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to getting out. It's definitely also been the most, well, I've already said it, but it is definitely the most challenging. But I mean, I just have to look at my body right now and I can, I can see that it's been challenging. My hands are covered in dirt. I've got dried blood all, all over my knuckles. I've got dried blood on my uh, legs bruises all over me bites all over me my hair is matted and oily as anything molly's hair is like matted at the yeah it's like a bird's nest at the back we wake up looking like absolute savages and we finish the day looking even worse um i like i woke up this morning and i said to molly i feel like a wild man and she looks like a wild woman and it's just like yeah this place tests you it really really does Climbed over the snow line now. Oh man, we've had a, a fun day today so far. There was a pretty hairy river crossing, but uh, luckily we found a big 
blog that covered the whole thing. So that was sorted. And then shortly after, there was like a steep climb. It's been, it's been a steep climb up to Silver Pass today. And as we were winding up the switchbacks, um, along like this rocky cliff, there was this waterfall running off of smooth rock and it was absolutely beautiful but the path crossed right beneath it uh, and it was like crashing just to the right hand side of the path just to the side of the path and then like all the water was flowing off the path down the cliff we had to, we had to cross in front of it and it was really awesome it was not sketchy at all the flow wasn't too hard though the waterfall was massive um, <clears throat> and we could just like walk through this like channel of water that was collecting and flowing off of the path off of the trail sorry so that was all good but it got us absolutely drenched with waterfall spray so yet again Ethan for the third day running had all of his possessions drenched that's okay they dried up pretty quick um, it's been a hot day so far the sun's just been tucked up behind a cloud so we have some respite now as we make our way towards the peak of Silver Pass uh, the snow is slowing us down as it usually does but um, it hasn't been so steep since we've hit the snow line I'm just following this like pretty vague line of footprints cutting their way through what are known as sun cups just uh like all these dimples in the snow made by where snow's melted and then that puddle of water has melted uh, the snow further but leaving like these ridge lines between these like bowls basically made by that by that melt and it's easy it's quite easy to navigate you just stand on the ridges or you slide into the cup it's not an issue but the hardest thing is just trying to spot where the track goes because they do look like footprints basically but they're everywhere so it's very hard to find where the line of people have gone through and I can't tell if what I'm following is an old track or something new but I've got something here so yeah going with that it's not micro spike a ball or at least there's no need for them I'm going along in just my shoes but like I said my feet got really wet on the waterfall crossing so they're getting a little bit cold which isn't the most pleasant, but it's good. I think we've got less than, I think we've got about a mile now until we reach the peak of Silver Pass. And once we're up there, we'll do some lunch and uh, descend down. It's gonna be a long, long day today because uh, yeah, after Silver Pass, we still wanna do many a mile and we're actually quite exhausted already. But the more we do today, the sooner we can get into town tomorrow. And that really is a, big, big, big motivator when you smell this bad. <gasps> you! Oh. oh, where's that going? Have I not done it? I thought I'd finished. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to wait for Molly before I confirm that. I thought I finished the pass. Certainly on a shoulder between two mountains, but 
the one on the right isn't too too tall but it's pretty steep and the track seems to go off up that way why why would they do that oh that must be the actual pass oh do i wait for molly or do i do it <coughs> holy moly it is so hard to explain how sweaty you get walking up these mountains where your feet are so cold the air is chilled and you're surrounded by snow yet you are pouring with bleh, bleh, pouring with sweat oh my days but then there's some tracks going off that way oh I'm going to wait for Molly I'm going to believe that this is it now those going right are just fools because there's some going off to the left now which goes downhill Oh. oh, that was a that was a task. My legs are sore. My stomach is rumbling. Oh, Molly's just a little way down. She's beasting it. There's two people behind her. One, two, three people behind her. That'll be uh, Sobo, watermelon, and bear claw. Watermelon. And Bear Claw, we've only really been talking to the past couple of days. They're not really part of our group, but we've been crisscrossing with them. French Canadians, they're a couple. And I believe they may have done this last year. Or a part of it last year. I think, from what I've heard, uh, there was an injury. Maybe Bear Claw. I think it was something like a broken ankle or something like that. So they're uh, trying to do the PCT again. I think that's right. I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. It was something like that. So they're doing PCT take two and hoping to get the whole thing done this time. Which is crazy. Because we were saying when we heard about this that uh, if it was any of us, we would just go from where the injury occurred. We wouldn't do the whole thing again. Just because, I don't know, I can just imagine that being so morale depleting. But uh, no, get on them, get on them. Is there a little, little mammal here? Maybe this is what I've heard of. Josh and Ant described it as like an alpine gerbil. It's like a small, oh, it's like a really small marmot. Tiny, tiny little marmot with this very small short tail. With not much hair on it, on its tail. <laughs> He's crawling up some rocks. He's really cute. I wonder what he is. I'll have a look at him. Let me see if I can ID him right now. No. Sorry guys, don't know what that is. But a cute little rodenty, gerbly kind of thing. Just running around up here with me. <sighs> Wish I could ask him if this is Silver Pass or not. I'm going to be so annoyed if that track going up there is Silver Pass. It's not too bad, it's just more of a climb and it's pretty goddamn steep and I'll just... Like, what's the point? <laughs> oh, this is a shoulder between two mountains already. Just call this Silver Pass. Ignore that bit. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see when Molly gets here. Okay, here we go. Ah, oh, the top of Silver Pass. 
it wasn't where I was. I did have to go right and up that hill while he's just following behind. It's just annoying. There's no stones or anywhere to have lunch here. It's beautiful though. It's a smooth ridge pass, nice and wide, nice and rounded. Nothing sketchy. It's got one steep bit of downhill and then it's all gradual down to my left. I'm not too sure what direction that is, but that's there's a valley of no snow filled with trees once again. Everything here seems to be fairly low lying in comparison to what we usually see over a pass. There are a few pretty tall peaks, a few which have broad sides and then sheer drops on the other. There's one that stands out kind of on the horizon. Not too sure what that one would be called. Yes, another fantastic view of the Sierra Nevada mountains. <sighs> Glad to be at the top here. Glossade! Oh, got a bare butt, so it's cold. Go! Super, super slow this one. There we go. Come, come, come. Wait, here we go. You? Yes. Oh. oh, my butt. My butt's a cop. Yee! Little lump. We're done. Now we're done. Oh, upside daisy before I get frostbite in my house. Oh, that's the, that's the third one on the way down so far. Oh, it's been good. Oh, I wish the whole thing was a glissade. Oh, the uh, rip in my shorts is just pure open access for snow. Right to the bummage. Comes Moolah. She's off to a good start. Really good start. A lot faster than mine was. Here she comes. She's turned around the corner. She's going down. Here comes the lump. My butt! <laughs> my butt hurts! Yeah, it's so cold. It's so cold. Oh, <laughs> ice burn on my butt. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, but it's. Oh no, you've got. Wait, it's this still. What's happening? Ice stuck to you. <laughs> Ow, my butt. It's better than walking down there. It is. Can you get ice burn? Is that a real thing? I think so. Probably got it. Ooh. Oh. Your butt. Onwards to lunch. It's all good. We've just done some calculations on miles today. We've done about 10 miles today, which we're pretty happy with because originally we thought we'd only done like six or so. Yeah. But the reason why we thought that was because to the summit was how long? 5.5? What? what you from from camping? Uh, no, it was. It must have been more than that. I, I was being throwing around the number six, but I think it was like seven. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes that does make it so much more sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, essentially, it took us so long. We got to the summit at like what's the time now? What, what about one thirty? Yeah, about 1.30-ish. Um, it took us so long to do that seven miles, and like it was crazy. Like it, took, it was two miles from two point three miles or so from the waterfall that we had to cross, and then that took us like two hours to 2. do those two. Yeah. Two point two miles, but. Since reaching the summit, we've come down in like 20 minutes, half an hour, and we've done 
what was it? 2.3 miles. 2.3 miles from Already. the summit in 20 minutes just and because we were glissading and running. Three long glissades. Yeah. And like, honestly, the speed, the speed you go when you're going straight uphill in the snow, I don't, like, it's so slow. So slow. I can't even describe, like, no one, I'm not surprised that we only, we did two hours, mm. 2.2 2 miles. Because, mm. like, it just takes that long when you're just so like, slugging your way through. The problem it's is really you're putting in, putting in so much effort as well. And you feel like, in like, when you, you feel like you're leaving things behind, you know what I mean? Like, you go past a tree, and you'll put your head down, slug, 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 and I'll look behind, and I'll be like, Five sick. Meetings. I've like, yeah. oh no, no, I feel good. I feel like I've pushed oh. past that tree. But actually, the comparable distance of what I've covered in the time is just ridiculous when compared to, like, if it was dry ground, yeah. or if it was downhill. You wouldn't even notice a that tree, would you? No, you would be like, You notice the landmarks, like, when you're, well, you have barely any, and you're just always like, okay, get past this tree. Onto the next okay, tree. next tree. Whereas when you're walking on normal ground, you're just like, boop, 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 yeah. boop, Trees? What trees? Oh, yeah, there are trees. But anyway, yeah, we smashed that downhill. Well, largely because there were th- three long glissades. Three big old glissades. Which um, is quite funny because this is the first day which I've done glissades without wearing with any form of trousers because usually I overwear my rain pants or um, I've got leggings on. And uh, it, it burns. burns. <laughs> it burns and... Yeah, it burns. but it's okay. Like Ethan said, it's it's a very effective way of getting downhill. Yeah, you like, killed we went, that like, time. Two hundred feet downhill in like ten seconds. Yeah, nice. It's the best way, best way to do it. <sighs> um, I think I'm actually okay. I think I'm gonna do that. Just gonna have it in a wrap. So, something else I wanted to discuss today with you mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Um, For us just to chat about how the past 10 days have gone, the 10 day stretch, the emotions of it, yeah. how it's made you feel, the difficulties, the positives, negative and stuff. Yeah. So like, we, have we done a stretch this long before without popping know. into a town? I don't think we have, have we? I don't know. It's hard to say. So. I, know that, I know right at the start of Southern California, there was like a two week period before we took a zero. Mm. But in that time we did go to Julian and we passed through like loads of places. Mm. But you just can't, one of the things about the Sierras, which I'm sure we've mentioned over and over again, is that it's just so wild mm. that when you're in it, the closest thing to, well, you see people, you see people on the trail, like PCT hikers, but the closest thing to infrastructure are bridges, of which we've come across about three or four, and the trail itself, which you actually can't see most of the time because <laughs> it's under <laughs> snow. Um, so how's it been for you? Um, I'm glad we've done it, but mm. I don't know whether I'd readily do it again. Mm. Because it's been... Like, you do run out of things. Mm. Um, we, we're good at rationing and we still... Like, I'm just licking the peanut butter right now. Mm. Um... It's been, it's kind of, it's a little disheartening because you don't have that town thing to look forward to. You're like, oh, it's still a week away. Mm. Whereas, Mm. like, it's easier to get excited and, and if you have a hard day, get through it. 
and you're like, it's okay, I'm going to tell them the day after tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember about three or four days ago, I was thinking about it, I was like, man, I feel like being out for so long. Mm. Calculated it in my head and I was like, okay, I'm halfway through. Yeah. I need to do that again before I get stung. Thing is, though, like, I've always prided myself on being someone who doesn't like, like, uh, I don't know, like, I've always wanted to go out into the wild and, like, live in the wild. And yeah. Like, it's fine. Like, it's not, it's not unpleasant. We no, it. it's just tough. Like, it's just tough. we went into it knowing it was going to be tough too. Yeah. But I guess this section has been, has included four of the five beasts of passes. Mm. Passes. Um, a total of six passes, including silver and seldom, but they're not part of the beastly five. Which is Forrester, Clem, uh, Pincho, Muir, and and what mother? Mother. Um, countless river crossings, many of which were rather large, and included like two notorious rivers: Bear Creek and um, well, three actually: like Bear Creek, it. Evolution Creek, and. What was the other one called? Sub the Southern Fork of Kings. The Kings, the Kings, Kings. Mm. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's a dangerous section mm. as well. Maybe it's the section we've done though as well. Maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. The other thing is, there's not like you've said. There's not a lot of infrastructure. Like it's kind of. I think it'd be a different situation if we were crossing roads and there might be trail magic and things like that. For now. Yeah. Molly's just handed me a second Snickers bar. Yeah, we got. For some reason, one of the things that we're not running out of is Snickers bars. That's awesome. Mm. But yeah, no, it has been. It's definitely been a tough stretch. My emotions have been like. Mm. At first, I was like super excited to get it done. As in, sorry, to get it started and to be out here and to live in it and to be away mm. from everything for so long. And I've re I have genuinely really, really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. But. I found, particularly over the past couple of days, just I'm craving more and more yeah, town. I'm looking forward to having a double zero, two days off in town. I'm yeah. like, I've been thinking about home a lot as well in this section. Been yeah. thinking about all the things I want to do when I get home. Yeah. Been creating a list of things that I want to take up when I get home. People I want to see. And I've just been like making those kind of plans, even though that's like months away. But just in this ten-day stretch, yeah, it's, it's just felt like you feel very distant. Yeah, you do feel super distant. And we haven't even had any signal, like no, at all. So, although to be fair, so watermelon and bear claw, the Canadian French, no, French Canadian couple I've mentioned earlier, they've managed to find two spots so far, yesterday and today where they could get into contact and I was pretty reluctant to do it like today I just walked past it because mm. I was like no I don't want to but yesterday they were like oh you know message your mum make sure she knows you're okay and I was kind of thinking well I don't really want to I mean, even though it's been such a struggle without contact mm. and without society and whatever I think it's almost there yeah I think. it's also been quite eye opening and like relieving it's really nice but like, another thing so another commodity that I've run out of certainly is podcasts. Mm. Like I got up to date with all my podcasts and because I'm not in the internet I don't have anything new to listen to. So a couple of days ago I ran out of listening to all my podcasts and I'm mm. 
That's when Lord of the Rings comes in. Yeah, but then, which is okay, but I like listening to my podcast and it means that when I get back, of course, I'll have more to catch up on, but, mm. yeah. you know, it's, it's been cool. It's been good. It's been good. It's been an experience, that's um, for sure. One of the reasons why we did it was because in the Sierras, to get out, it's difficult and it takes miles. Yeah. So, like with Kearsarge, we had to walk, do a 14-mile round trip, and that wasn't on the PCT. Yeah, one of, the, one of those 10 days was a no PCT day. Yeah. Because it was just just getting over Kearsarge and then mm. walking towards where the PCT was. Yeah, we only do... The, luckily, the trail out to Mammoth is only 3.5, but it's still over a pass. Yeah, mm. which we're hoping is not going to be a big one. So it's a big... It's a, a lot of effort to get out to town, so... Mm. Like, and also the in, in this stretch, sorry, I'm licking my hand. <laughs> um, one of the only places is VBR, and mm. you have to get a ferry that you have to pay for to get out there, and that was only we only passed that this morning. Mm. So I kind of think by the time you get to this point, you might as well wait a well couple wait. of days. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been an experience, one that I'm really thankful for. Uh, and whether I do it again. I will if I had yeah, to. Yeah, if I had to, I, I would. And if someone was like, hey, dude, I want to do 10 to 12 days out, you know, doing this kind of thing, I'd be like, yeah, sure, it's cool. But I definitely, I don't know, it's enlightened me to, like, how much I miss home. The sort of things in, like, civilization that I do miss, like, the kind of things that I miss, which is predominantly food. Yeah, cereal. Yeah, cereal. Oh, well, that was the other thing I wanted to come on to, was cravings. Things have been craving, kind of just on the PCT, but that's been, like, showing up in this section. Because, the, I mean, that's why it popped into my head this morning to think to talk about. It was just because it has been so... This 10-day stretch has been so strain, uh, st- uh, stressful, mm. strenuous, draining, that those... I haven't been thinking about cravings at all on the PCT. Oh, but now you do. But now I am. Oh. Like in these, like I had three nights in a row dreaming about cereal, mm. and I knew that I missed cereal already. That was already something I missed, but I haven't had a craving for it. Mm. And now I'm like, I'm craving that. And usually when we get towards the town after like a five day stretch, I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna eat so much pizza. I'm gonna eat a burger. And when I get into town, I'm actually like, nah, don't really mind what I eat. Mm. But this time around, I'm like, I know that when I step into mammoth that evening i am going to eat something so devastatingly bad for me that my body's going to thank me i'm i'm contemplating the double meal actually double meal i think double meal sounds amazing explain what you mean by that i mean i'll order a meal then when i'm done i'll order another one brilliant that's a really good explanation like two mains mm-hmm. plus an appetizer i don't know oh who knows i'm definitely having an appetizer that's another thing i'm Sorry, are you an American? Uh, pardon me. I mean, starter. Isn't it weird? Some some things Americans say sound more fancy fancy than what we say. Mm. Could I, but then they say it in an American accent. Can I have an appetizer, please? Ooh. Am I throwing shade? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very shady. I'm throwing lots of shade. Sorry. But um. Yeah. No, it's just this section has been eye-opening. It's been absolutely beautiful as well as absolutely tiring and stressful and mm. there's been we've had to earn our views yeah we have earned our views but there have also been a couple of days I think the day of Glen might have been one where it was literally just like 
like one extremely tiring and kind of stressful and annoying thing that led to another. There's been probably Glen is definitely when we did Glen Pass. That was definitely one of those days where it was just like at the end of it, you're just like you didn't even think about the fact that you travelled from one place to another. You were just like Jesus, Jesus Christ, that was a slog. Um, I can't think specifically of another day, but I'm sure there was another one. But most days have been like, okay, we went from A to B, and between A and B was just like a hundred different things to just marvel at. There was that day when we dropped into below the snow line. Molly's jaw was like dropping, oh, yeah, like every corner. Too. She nearly cried because she saw a really big tree and a big boulder. Like it was just like natural beauty beyond imagination. And my favourite thing that she said to me that day uh, was when you looked at me and you said, "Have your eyes ever?" seen so much beauty in one moment and I was Aww, like it's so, tr- so like cute. you are cute but it was legit it was like uh, no to the point that I almost felt emotionless because I was just like my brain is just overwhelmed right now I can't focus on any one thing it's all beautiful <laughs> um yeah this has definitely been for me the most exhausting section mm. for sure yeah certainly yeah that's been good. What about cravings for you? I mean, I've had cereal. Um, I've also had TV shows. I want a series. Well, my family are all in France at the moment, so I keep, like, craving, like, freshly baked croissants and, mm. and like, platters of cheese and, like, mm. pâté and salads and, like, mmm. That does sound good. Yeah, just that like, and then, so like, good. French bread, like, that had been baked that morning. Mm. Mm. Yeah, whenever I think of home I'm, when, So first of all, when I think of home I think about my family and Molly's family Because like, I get on really well with your family So I consider them both, both as my homes And I just think of them in different ways I think of my family I th- When I think about home, for me It's like waking up in the morning With my mum having just come back from a walk With the dog She's downstairs making scrambled eggs and I'm waking up to that beautiful smell of eggs <laughs> and bacon and just stuff and I know that I'm gonna have such a good breakfast, such a good lunch. And go downstairs to my family like reading the newspaper around the table, there's birds outside, the fountain's on, Sally's just like ah, ah. Sally's, Sally's the, dog. the dog, sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> um uh, oh it's just like proper home home comfort I just sit on the sofa for a little bit and just like look into the back room and I'm like ah oh, I'm home I miss lying in oh yeah yeah, yeah. I kind of miss lying in too actually we haven't done that much like, like, because you do make the most miles like honestly like it's one of those things that it's like eat your greens it's good for you like waking up early is so good for you like on all the days we've woken up early we've had so much better days yeah, it's so true. Isn't it's it? like it's so what, true. I think it's the morale of like when you get to when you have lunch, you instead of instead of doing think. like five miles, which we thought was going to be the case today, it's just like ten miles just sounds so much yeah. better. And if like, you get more than ten, it's like oh my days, we're nearly done. Know. And it's all it's only like when I say early, like the earliest we've left is like just before six. So it's yeah. and then today, for example, we left at like quarter to eight. So it's not. You know, it's two hours at most difference. But yeah. for some reason, it just makes all the difference. It does make the difference. I miss lying in as well. Yeah. Lying in's good. I miss my bedroom. God, it's just like all the little details. Like, the thing I miss about my bedroom is waking up and there's like a tiny crack underneath my blind because I never like to roll it all the way down. And there's just like light coming through. 
and that's enough to wake me up and I'm like mm. and then I roll up I roll out of bed sorry and I just open the blind and I just see the cherry tree outside my house boom that's like that's the one thing I miss I miss the look of my street as well you're being very nostalgic right now yeah is that is that wrong my brother when he was in uh, living in China and I think this is right he used to whenever he felt homesick he used to imagine going for a run at home and he would like close his eyes and like imagine leaving the house and which road he would go down and then the next road he would go down and all like the houses along the way and I remember when I got told that I was like oh, that's such a good way of remembering home no the little one the little one yeah do you not think about stuff like that at all well like yeah I guess so um I don't know like I said it's hard because at the moment my family are all in France, so I'm I'm, I'm having France. yeah, and I'm having FOMO. Yeah, like I'm ima- I'm imagining what they're doing and the music's on and that kind of thing. But see that when I think about your family, that's the thing I miss. What music? Mm, I miss waking up and like you can hear the you music can hear the playing. music and you go downstairs into the bre- into the Jeff's kitchen room. and there's just like music playing. Yeah. Same thing at Tiff and Jeff's, and particularly in Le Mans as well. Yeah. Like, I like how in the mess it, like, travels over the garden, like, mm. you can hear it wherever you are, and it, like, fades as you get closer. Mm. It's nice. But, um, yeah, so it's hard, I don't know, that's, I guess, I'm not really, I miss it, like, I guess it's my bed and the sofa, but all I'd be doing is watching TV. <laughs> yeah. So. Is it thinking of home less, but thinking of, like, the holidays yeah. more? Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> it's weird. It's crazy. I want a though, holiday from my holiday. <laughs> yeah, you're having FOMO, but no doubt your family are FOMOing yeah. out about this. Exactly. Like, I'm not that, like, I'm enjoying myself out here, actually. Mm. Mm. I feel so fortunate to be out here. Yeah. Surrounded by all this. Like, right now, we're just on a rock, surrounded by snow, but the rock's nice and dry. We've got our stuff drying out. There's a natural little. This is a legit creek. This isn't. A, a river, people. There's a creek just to our side. Some of the water's pooling into a lake and then it's trickling down over some rocks under the snow. Little pine trees growing all around us. It's pretty pretty. And we're surrounded by mountains. It's just... Like, this is so nice because you realise how lucky you are. Like, nobody else gets... That's what I like about this 10-day stretch is that Mm. we are, like, days away from from other people. It's not an easy thing to experience yeah the other thing is because it is so tough out here and like almost regimented in terms of what you do as in you go up this pass you go down the other side you camp you go up this the next pass up you remain in a bubble so there are certain people like funk and cricket and that are like up ahead behind us or maybe they've come past now but it's like sobo and watermelon bear claw but there's like a set few people yeah, you who you encounter in the day and if they've gone past you you're not you're not seeing anyone else because yeah. everyone else is doing the the, day the previous yeah. thing like you're in this nice little bubble where you know exactly who you're walking in the same valley as and if you're if they've gone past you've got this whole stretch to yourself yeah or if you're ahead you're the first one of the day seeing it and it's just like that is a really nice feeling too yeah we're never mm. ahead, though. <laughs> no, but I quite like it. I'd like to be ahead. But there's a group that wake up at 3.30 in the morning, so how can we ever compete with that? <laughs> well, they, they bed down at 12. 
Mm. Not yesterday, we were going around quite late yesterday. That's true. Quite late, like two in the afternoon. Mm. Yeah. Right, let's go. Alright, let's start packing up. That was a nice little nostalgic moment, I enjoyed that. Since lunch, <clears throat> we've pressed on uh, really quite well, actually. Not too sure how many miles onwards, but uh, from lunch we finished the descent down and started the ascent up the next mound. It's not a pass, it's not a mountain. Uh, it's just a series of switchbacks going up the side of a, well, of a mountain, I guess. Um, we've come to the top of that one now now I think we're sort of traversing along its edges and slowly making our way down diagonally to my left is a beautiful beautiful lake it's like the most alpine blue uh, lake I've seen it's not I can't actually see the lake itself the water itself it's the colour of the thin ice upon it that's the uh, amazing turquoise colour now we're just sort of like slowly making our way down through the snow we did briefly pop out of the snow line crossed over a big river via a bridge and then uh, yeah climbed our way back up into the snow line whoops slippery oh, nearly stacked it that was close oh I've got tired legs but uh, I'm still feeling pretty strong actually. I think Molly's feeling really good. She's storming on ahead. We've both got Lord of the Rings in our ears, in our in our ears, in our ears. And we're just trudging along, getting this job done, putting in as many miles as we can today. Oh, the thought of Mammoth tomorrow is so so sweet. So sweet. In the air is that beautiful, sweet smell of pine resin. And earlier there was a felled tree that actually kind of nearly pushed Molly off the edge of one of the switchbacks, which was quite scary, but also quite funny to watch. Because she just turned around and she was like, it pushed me, did you see that, it pushed me. I was like, yeah. But uh, I had like a little look at it. It still had very young pines, pine cones, nestled amongst its uh, needles and I touched one and then smelt my hand and it was just such a strong sweet sugary smell mm. so lovely there are pines out here I'm not too sure how to identify them as uh, but they're called incense pines no incense cedars and sugar pines uh, also Douglas firs these are three species I want to be able to ID hopefully by the time I get back on trail after mammoth That tree's got a butt. Huh? That tree has a butt. You have no idea what I just said to you. That tree has a butt. That tree has a butt. <laughs> Do you know where we are? 
gut hooks is being a bit of a knob. I think it's struggling to find our GPS out here. Our location. We've gone up and down again, run down. Steep down through big old pine forest. Patches of snow to navigate and there's a big old river to our right. And then once we get to the bottom of this, it's then steep up. I'm kind of hoping that we find somewhere at the bottom to camp for the night <clears throat> so that we can contend with that uphill strife in the morn. Just a bit of bushwhacking right now. Okay, there we go, it's updated. Cool. Just... It's this way. That way? Yeah. Slightly uphill? Slightly uphill. Giggity-goo. And we cross this river? Oh, there's a Okay, good. Hopefully there might be a good spot on the other side of the bridge. Yeah. Although, I think it says, like, don't stand here. Oh, really? Yeah. What, on gut hooks, or...? Just as a rule. One, eh? Yeah, we'll see. We'll have a look. And so the day's winding down. Currently looking for a, a camp spot. We went up and over yet another hill, which was actually quite a gradual but long uphill. And that was fine. It's just like absolutely covered in snow, so there's nowhere for us to camp there. We passed uh, someone we know called Wolverine. He left just before the storms actually kicked off. Um, so he's been taking it pretty slow, I guess. I think he went to VVR. Um, but he's not too far behind. And we kept on pressing on until we got down on the other side of that hill. And now the path is taking us down a valley basin and as we're getting lower there's more and more open ground so we're just trying to find an ideal spot I'm just going to call over to Molly it's wet that looks good that looks nice so she's found a nice little flat spot yeah it's beautiful there's this uh, river winding its way down through this valley which is kind of making everything a little bit moist, but it's not too bad. You happy with that spot? It does. Okay, yeah. Oh, it is a good spot. Nice. Done. Done a lot today. I'm not too sure how many miles. I'm going to guess like 16 or something like that. I think we've cut into tomorrow's miles quite nicely. So that hopefully we have about 10, if not just a little bit less. Oh, long day. Long day. Oh, it feels weird to have my bag off. Just take a seat here. Yeah. It's nice and open. So the, there's little valley basins between two, not very tall, sort of uh, rounded mounds either side of us. The one on the right is taller, it's got more jaggedy rocks, more uh, gnarled landscapes. The one on the left is very much more rounded, 
though it does have a peak on the back side of it. And the valley itself is really wide and the river's sticking to the left hand side. Everything else on the right, there's just like small tiny little tributaries rolling into it. And down the middle there's patches of trees but they're all like clumped together in these little patches which I'm guessing are kind of where, well I mean it is where the, the snow melts first and the PCT makes its way straight down the middle. I can't imagine the others are too far away actually. Ah, oh, it's been a really good day today. It's been really good. I've been feeling really good. I think both of us have been quite strong. First few miles this morning took quite a long time, quite a few hours, and then after that we really pounded it. And the following hills after Silver Pass were actually really quite easy. And um, you know, the the first one was really steep and very tiring, uh, and the downhill was pretty hard going too. But honestly, like nothing too bad. Not not as bad as I originally thought. Cause I kind of allowed myself to forget about the other hills and then when, when they came to them I was like oh no this is going to be the worst but no it's actually been a really nice day and I'm very excited tomorrow to get up and like start making some moves into those miles towards Mammoth hopefully with the miles that we've done now we could be getting in just after lunch perhaps maybe I need to remember there's 3.5 miles off trail but anyway uh, Molly and I will get back to you guys as soon as we've got a confirmed spot and uh, yeah we'll summarise the end of the day so we started today at mile 877.7 always remember the point Molly's just working out whereabouts we are now I'm going to guess 895 point something or other Give it a second. Yeah, yeah, no rush, no rush, like. We are. Go on. 896 exactly. Damn! Yeah. 896. Bro, that's so good. So that's. So we've got like. Was that eight miles tomorrow until we come off trail? Yeah. Something like that? Maybe seven miles? 7.7? And then. Three miles up and down Mammoth Pass. Seven point three miles and then three point five miles. Okay, so tomorrow's like a ten mile day. That's not too shabby. We can get that done. Pretty so sharpish. But not having to rush. That's awesome. So what does that be so we again we did like nineteen miles today? Well, 18, 18 point whatever, doesn't it? That's still good though. That's really good. Two 18s in a row. Oh, then why do I feel so tired? Kills you. It really does. When you get in, you're like wiped. There was a lot of up and down today, weren't there, Mom? Yeah. So, summary of. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Summary of the day was long walk up to Silver Pass so we did one pass today, it was called Silver Pass it was our last pass before we get to Mammoth although we do have to do Mammoth Pass but that's not meant to be very high um, and we had a few little river crossings, nothing too shabby, we walked past a waterfall today, we had to cross a waterfall that was fun, that was wet um and then after the Silver Pass, it was just like, we had a real quick descent from there, but then there was a lot of up and down since then. 
and we did two mate two big ups and two big downs since Silver Pass and now we're at the like we're on on the way down from the last um ascent that we had to do. Among this lovely valley, which is very wide and very open with a nice source of water flowing next to us, but uh there's a lot of snow around and with all the water it's very cold. My hands are freezing, my toes are cold. I'm not looking forward to waking up cold. Uh but I think Molly tried to work out where the sun was gonna rise and it's potentially gonna rise to shine upon us early in the morning, which will be lovely. It'll wake us up, it'll get us warmer. Um this evening I was quite enjoying the walk. Molly, you weren't so much because you were tired. But I couldn't help notice how lovely the evening sun was poking its way through uh the pines that we were descending down through and giving a really nice orange amber glow to the snow. It was really, really beautiful. And um, we passed quite a few lakes today as well, which were all frozen over, but a few of them were turquoise with ice. It's just been a really nice day. Oh, and Molly, what was that thing that you saw jumping around? Tell us a about deer. that. A deer. I saw a deer, deer prancing in the snow, and it was like properly like boing, boing, boing. It's great. Yeah, it was jumping real high. So that was beautiful. I think today's been a beautiful day, all in all. It's been long, it's been tough, and it's definitely been one of those travelling days where. You don't really think about what's coming up. You're just like, let's just make a move and get some miles down. But like we said, we did 18, guys. Let's cut well deep into the tomorrow's miles. I thought we were going to have to do it like 10 or a little bit over just to get to Mammoth Pass. So, yeah, very happy with that. I think we set ourselves up well. Well done, Molly. I'm proud of you. Mental high five. Uh, so tonight for uh, dinner... On the menu is uh, ramen bomb. Uh, this is going to feature two, uh, three ramen packets, which are two chicken flavor, one soy flavor. Uh, it's going to involve some tuna, which is a sweet and spicy flavored tuna, and then um, some Idaho potatoes. Thicken that bad boy up and make it the bomb that it is. Quite enjoy these when it's cold. It's going to be nice and filling. But uh, there you go, that's the end of this day. It was a good day. Managed to answer those three things that I was talking about this morning. That was good. Cravings, 10-day stretch, and the Sierra Nevadas in general. Um, Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. I'm going to pass you over to a really tired Molly right now, just to say goodnight. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Hope you had a good time. Walked with us for 18 miles, and... uh, Hope you join us tomorrow for our trip into Mammoth, where, I've already planned out, I'm going to have a burger and a massive salad. So what? Come at me, bro. I need it. Good night, Bonwi, and I don't know how to say it in... Guten Nacht. Nacht? Yeah, that's good. Yeah.